Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of That's My Jam Stack, the podcast where we ask the fun-filled question, what is your jam in the jam stack? I'm your host, Brian Robinson, and this week we have the amazing Espen Holvonsdahl from Sanity.io. Before we dive into that interview, we'll welcome back our sponsor for this week, TakeShape. Stick around after the episode to find out more information about their content platform or head over to takeshape.io slash that's my jam stack for more information. Well, Espen, thanks for being on the show with us today. Sure. Glad to be here. Cool. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? That sort of thing. Sure. Uh, so my name is Espen and I work as a software engineer at a company called Sanity.io. Um, most people would probably call Sanity a headless CMS, but I tend to think of Sanity more as a platform for structured content. So we have like a hosted database in the cloud and you got like an asset pipeline and a rich set of APIs to talk to that database and to all like surrounding services. And of course, it's also got that actual open source headless CML CMS that's based on React which then talks to those APIs. So we're kind of a headless CMS built on Jamstack. So it's been fun. Cool. So, so how, would you, how would you differentiate, since you said you like to think of it as a structured uh, content or structured data platform, how would you differentiate that between that and the CMS? So our APIs is kind of the, the first piece that we built. Uh, so we, we put a lot of effort into making sure that the APIs are really uh, great to work with. They're very flexible in terms of how you can query for data, how you mutate data. It's uh, based on like a very fine-grained patch system. And you also have like transaction history. So you can go in and see all the changes that have happened over time to a document. And so it's uh, it's sort of building the API first and then putting a, a, a sort of a CMS on, on top of that, that talks to those APIs. So we sort of dog food all the, all the APIs through that product. Okay. Very cool. So, so it's, yeah, it's, it's more of an API that happens to also have a product in front of it that is a CMS. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, so what do you do for fun? So that's what you do for work. What, what are you doing in your free time? Uh, I moved to San Francisco from Norway in August last year. So I've been, uh, sort of getting to know the city and the country. So that's been interesting. Uh, now with the Corona lockdown and stuff, I've uh, had less time to explore the city, but uh, <laughs> been playing a lot of video games for the past uh, few weeks and uh, also try not to do too much coding in my spare time. But that's <laughs> like, I feel like I have a valid excuse for that these days, at least. True. Yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that. What, what, uh, what games are you playing right now? Uh, I've been going back to uh, The Witcher 3, which I'm quite fun of and uh, playing a lot of civilization as well oh civilization if, if you if you have spare time and you just want to get rid of that spare time <laughs> that is the game for you definitely i know eight hours just fly by <laughs> the whole weekend just there yeah so uh so obviously you're you're well uh versed and kind of in depth in the jamstack world being part of a, a structured data company such as sanity but what was your entry point into the idea of the jamstack or static sites uh good question uh, Jamstack is kind of a is it this loose term, so it's kind of hard to know what people put into that. But uh, I guess when I was thirteen, I made a bunch of like fan pages for all my favorite video games. So uh, does does that Perfect. count as like static HTML uploaded to an FTP, right? So when I was thirteen, I made fan sites for anime and all sorts of stuff. So one hundred percent, it counts. Yeah. Uh, joking aside, it's uh, it's kind of funny how it went from all these like 
static HTML sites that were just super easy to host. And then mm -hmm. at some point we, for some reason, thought that everything had to be server rendered and dynamically generated. But uh, yeah, I, I used to work at this uh, at this newspaper company in uh, like a large online newspaper in Norway, and they had so mm -hmm. much traffic that. Uh, that they built this, uh, they built and funded the Varnish project, which is like a cache layer in in the form of a reverse proxy. And uh, even with that in front, front, we kind of embraced the concept of building as much as possible into static copies of pages. So I've been working in that kind of uh, paradigm for quite a while. Uh, but with like more increasingly dynamic and complex pages, it's got gotten harder and harder to do, right? Until we got these mm -hmm. static site generators. I think I think I started looking at it. Uh, well, what most people think of as Jamstack back when uh, Kyle Matthews uh, started tweeting about uh, building Gatsby. He, uh, I was a huge fan of React ever since like 2014. Yeah, when he uh, when he started building Gatsby, he was tweeting all the while he was uh, creating it about like why he chose to use GraphQL as a data layer and all the kind of choices that went with uh, went to it. So I was kind of I was really intrigued by it. And when I finally got a chance to try it out, I was just really impressed because it's kind of always what I wanted ever since I started with React, the ability to just build a static site in React and then have that mounted on the on the client side so you could get that like uh, dynamics, the dynamic stuff as well. Yeah, best of both worlds in that. Yeah. Cool. So so yeah, so you went, you went basically straight up static like way back in the day with HTML and, and maybe in, in some CSS thrown in through server-side render and dealing with all the cache and then into uh, into Gatsby from there, huh? Yeah, and I was uh, I was starting to work at Sanity and uh, and uh, I was following the Gatsby development and uh, initially one of our community members uh, made a source plugin for Gatsby and I was really happy to see that. And then I discovered some really cool things that Gatsby plugins did like internally. So I saw some overlap there and uh, some po potential that we could improve the plugin with some of the core features of Sanity. So I kind of built a uh, our like official Sanity Gatsby plugin as well. Oh, very cool. And uh, have you have you noticed uh, a lot of like community contributions in the Jamstack versus like server side world? Is, is it a different feeling? Uh, are there more, fewer? Like what's that kind of feel like? You said like the community actually first created that. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. I see a lot of contributions to both the Gatsby ecosystem, especially. I mean, they're really really good on getting uh, contributions from people, and really uh, generous in terms of uh, recognizing the work that's uh, been done by people and sending swag and all kinds of stuff. And uh, but also with like frameworks like Next and uh, Gridsum, and you see a lot of contributions. Not sure if there's more, but I guess it's uh, easier to get started with contributing to those frameworks since you've got it all running locally and it's very easy to like run through the build and see that it works as expected. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so how are you using, obviously at Sanity, Sanity is a, is a Jamstack company, but how are you using kind of the philosophies both professionally and personally of the Jamstack? Well, professionally, we're maintaining all these starter project and templates and stuff. So we get to play with a lot of approaches to how you want to structure your data and how you want to pull that in and how you want to build these things. So we've got, I've been playing with all sorts of stuff like Gatsby, Gridsub, Sapper, mm -hmm. Leventy. They've all got like slightly different ways of approaching stuff. Like Leventy, uh, for instance, has a 
is kind of one of my favorites right now because because of the like simple nature of it it doesn't like lock you into anything um the only thing that i really uh i, I really appreciate to be using react just for the because i'm so familiar with the jsx but apart from that it's uh, it's really refreshing to see a, a different take on the whole data just being whatever uh way you can get data from some service and then render just static from that yeah those javascript data files are pretty great yeah absolutely so uh yeah it's uh i guess we try to build as much as possible using the static like thought uh, that went into uh, like our website is now running on nextjs and uh uh, I think we're move, trying to move as much as possible to using static, uh, statically generated things there. Uh, there's still a couple of reasons why dynamic content makes sense in terms of previewing drafts and all kinds of stuff. But uh, for the main reason, uh, for the main part, it uh, should be able to just work statically, right? So, so out of curiosity, you're you know you're working at um, kind of a, a big again a, a, a structured data company, or maybe we can we can simplify and say a CMS for, for the for the current question. Um, yeah, that's typically been kind of the purview of a dynamically generated site and a server you know server rendered site. Um, what are kind of the challenges that we that we face in kind of coming from traditional like server side stuff and moving it into this static realm like what 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 feels different what feels the same between those well the big point is always going to be the the build times and when you're used to like the server rendered approach what do your changes are just immediately visible so uh, i'm glad to see a lot of work has been uh been made now into gatsby's incremental builds and also next is working on the Next.js and the Vercel is working on uh, being able to invalidate data quite uh, like granularly, so you be able to only regenerate the parts that actually changed. I think that's the probably the like by far the biggest change in terms of differences um, on the actual client side. It's just so, it's just a lot easier to host these things, right? It's uh, it's probably one of my favorite features about the Jamstack is just the how easy it is once you've got the site built uh, to actually maintain it or not maintain it. Basically, you just let it run, right? <laughs> Since it's all static, so uh, that's been really cool. You said you you used to work at a at a uh, at a news organization, um, and you had to like do the the heavy front end or the heavy you know server cache with varnish and all that. Um, do you do you foresee more news organizations going in this direction? I, I'm a little nerdy when it comes to news because I used to work in in news as well, oh. uh, and we we definitely had our own issues. Like we migrated to WordPress for our blogs, and then we had a blog that kind of blew up, and it was its own fun adventure. But uh, do you see the Jamstack as being an ideal space for news, or is it more always going to still be in that kind of dynamic CMS range? I think it's actually a pretty good fit. Uh, as long as you can work out the uh, the incremental builds, it's it's there's no good reason why it shouldn't be just static content, uh, especially when you've got these layered approaches like Next uses, where you can have a app that's both like partially server rendered, partially client rendered, and partially statically built. That's just like the flexibility that gives you is just perfect because it allows you to send down just the 
like a lot of pages are can be fully static and for the ones that can't be at least you're able to like uh incrementally build your way out of the the super dynamic uh, realm and into a more static way of thinking uh, and i think the same is true for uh, uh, for gatsby uh, and uh, probably more frameworks coming up like i see uh, viewpress is working on quite some some quite impressive things where they ship like a tiny amount of JavaScript to the uh, to the client, so that will be interesting to see how that plays out over uh, over time. Yeah, I, lo- I love the idea with that that they're they're optimizing that kind of the the load you get from a too big JavaScript bundle too, which is amazing. They're thinking about that. Yeah, it's been one of the the more like recent criticisms is just how much data you're sending back and forth, and for a lot of pages, you're just rendering the same. Like you're getting a JSON blob and then rendering the same thing on the client, which is kind of wasteful if it's fully static, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to flag something as just being this is just um, this won't change and don't re-render this part of the page. That's also going to be really nice to to get at some point uh, built into the frameworks. So uh, what, what we've talked about a decent bit of stuff already, but what would you say is kind of your your jam in the Jamstack? What's your favorite service or product or philosophy even what's going to keep you coming back to the Jamstack year after year uh there's so many of these things now uh <laughs> that i i just kind of love to see the ecosystem grow and and see all the like uh different frameworks uh, inspire each other and kind of steal features from each other which leads to quite a <laughs> interesting space uh I, right now i'm really into Next.js. uh i just love all the like i said all the dynamic bits that you can combine with the static bits and also the sometimes i really do want some kind of uh, server-side logic and the fact that that's sort of a, a first-class citizen like built into vercel and uh, it's just easy to deploy a static site but with some like server functions that are running serverless functions is um that's just great uh, for most of my use cases. Especially when you can kind of combine in those serverless functions and they're kind of co-located. They're not a separate thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, so much easier to introspect what's going on and, and keep them all in the same repository. Cool. So it's kind of that that interplay that you, you kind of see that as, as the future, like the interplay between dynamic and static as, as the way we're going to go forward. Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, I can't see that it has any real drawbacks when you have that amount of flexibility. You're, you can kind of pick and choose what you like and uh, easily migrate between those different paths if you need more or less dynamic content. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really like that. And uh, as long as we manage to like, uh, st- stick to the ease of deployment and ease of running these things it's uh it's probably going to be be around for quite a while it's uh kind of the future very cool and i i, I don't know if anyone has actually kind of put it in that way on the podcast yet so I, I kind of have to ask like um part of the beauty of the jam stack is the resiliency do you see that 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 future could have some issues around that or do you think that with the serverless stuff as long as you've shipped a solid serverless function you should be safe um good question i mean there's a lot of lots uh, lots of stuff to still figure out i think there's best practices that are missing for a lot of these things especially in terms of security i find a lot of serverless uh, functions are basically open to the public if you know the route sometimes uh, so educating and uh, making some best practices for how to secure stuff and and make things more uh, resilient and uh 
also being able to easily see what's actually going on inside of these um, uh, serverless functions. Uh, I'm not sure how many people are actually tracking uh, like errors uh, inside those functions and how often they're crashing. So I think there's a lot to be to be done still on on educating people on this thing. But uh, but I, in in general, I'm very positive uh, as to the future of these things. Cool. Yeah, I, I love the idea that they can interplay together so easily. That's that's it's a it's a cool look towards the future. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, uh, what would you say is your uh, your actual jam right now? Your musical jam. What's your favorite song or musician that you're listening to right now? Uh. I kind of listen to a bit of everything. It <laughs> tends to be based on my mood. Uh, so lately I've been listening to probably my favorite genre, which is uh, post-rock and post-metal. So there's a lot of Russian circles and Godspeed, uh, Black Emperor, and if these trees could talk, things like that. But uh, I tend to go back and forth. I listen to a lot of old-school dub and uh, old-school punk rock Sometimes I need some metal just to get some uh, frustration out. So yeah, 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 jump back and forth. Very cool. Uh, so, is there anything that you'd like to promote that you're doing right now? Anything you'd like to get out to the Jamstack world as a whole? Uh, well, Sanity IO, obviously. Uh, I really am in love with this product, even though I work there. That's uh, <laughs> that's not just a promotion. I really do think it's a great product. So, uh, and also we're hiring. So, if you want a job, go check out Sanity IO. So, I'll, I'll make sure to post that link in in the show notes. Uh, and I want to thank you for taking the time to come chat with us today and kind of share your perspective on the Jamstack world. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Espen for being on the show and to you, all of our dear listeners, for tuning in each week. Before we get to our sponsor, be sure to like, heart, star, favorite, or whatever in your podcast app of choice and spread the word about the amazing people doing awesome stuff in our community. And now for our sponsor. If you listen to season one, you're probably aware of TakeShape by now. But as a reminder, TakeShape is a content platform for the Jamstack. TakeShape has a headless content management system, an easy-to-use GraphQL API, a static site generator, and an amazing new product called Mesh, a service that can tie together multiple APIs into their handy GraphQL interface. If you're doing anything with content on the Jamstack, be sure to check them out at takeshape.io slash that's my Jamstack. That's it for this week. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next awesome episode.